Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Trapped in a hotel of her husband's various business meetings, a woman finds herself adrift between lives when she's approached by a stranger with vivid memories of an affair with her that she can't remember. She's always sitting there with her husband. He's always getting up to take a meeting. The other man comes in, sits down, the stranger, who always insists on his account of their past affairs, and every time he does, it's more convincing. We're joined today by an acclaimed Russian actress by the name of Alisa Casanova, and she is also making her di- directorial debut with this film called Middle Ground. Director Alisa Casanova joins us today to talk to, her, to us about her film Middle Ground. Alisa, welcome to Film School. Hi, thank you so much. It's, it's great to be here. <laughs> oh, you're, you're so welcome, and thank you. This is a film that has a very specific sort of feel. It's, it's trying to convey a certain atmospherics what how would you categorize your film and how when and sort of the approach that you were trying to take with the film right uh, um okay i'll try to be as clear as i can <laughs> okay so the the initial idea uh came from the inspiration for this this whole thing came from uh the film that is called The Last Year in Marienbad oh, by yeah. Alain René. Yes. So we were with my co-writer, Michael. We met in Los Angeles, and we were just, you know, talking and, uh, you know, exchanging ideas, and then we decided to work together and do something together, and uh, he brought up this film. And he asked me whether I know it. I said, "Sure, yeah, of course I know it. It's a it's a magnificent work of art, really." And so we were both uh, sort of um, sort of tr- attracted to the idea of taking the the inspiration from the you know the idea that the man comes up to you. Sit- sits opposite and says, you know, we had an affair last year, and you have no idea what anything like that happened, no memories whatsoever. So we were both thinking that it would be good to take this idea, take it into a a modern perspective, change the language, obviously, change the dialogues, but this idea of uh, a person who would just tell you that there's another life somewhere uh, somehow was captivating. So this is how it all started. Mm-hmm. And then uh then I I had some sort of uh, you know like images in my head, maybe like not not even images but scenes which I was sort of um attracted to, but they were not a story. They were just a small bites of something. Mm-hmm. And then we started to to work on on the structure for the film. This is where they started to find their place in the puzzle. You know, all mm-hmm. of those images that I had, they sort of started to, 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 to make the whole thing mm-hmm. uh, happen. And then I sort of realized that the best structure for, for me, for that story, would be the spiral when, you know, or some sort of a circle. Then the, this whole thing starts over and over again. Sometimes because you feel like what I, what I can compare it to is that 
when your mind sort of works in a circular way, you know, our brain functions this way, because sometimes when we're sort of depressed or there is a situation we want to deal with, this is what happens in our mind. We go over and over it again Mm -hmm. and again and again, and every time new details appear. Mm-hmm. Every time it looks a little bit different. You know, the, the, the amount of people in the scene, the light, the, the exchange of words, uh, the situation stays the same, and we want to get out of it. But it's sort of, it's sort of this vicious circle that our brain is trying to work through. Yeah. And I always think that, that the person... Um, dealing with that needs to find a solution, you know, himself or herself. Mm-hmm. There's no other way out of it unless you find the exit yourself. Yeah. So this is how it all. So this is how it all started, and 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 then we started to work on the structure. A lot of details appeared that would, you know, that I find to be important. Mm-hmm. For this story. You know, yeah, it's interesting because I, I love that reference of last year at Marienbad because mm-hmm. that does that does put that that the way the film unfolds in in a very different light for me. I mean, I understand right. it gives it, it is a very different perspective to it. Yeah, it gives it gives it, it gives the film a, a, a context that, right. that I, I would not have. Okay, and so that yeah, that's, and then there's also one one other thing is that. When I when I present the film to the audience, when I meet with people and I answer questions, I always like to say that, you know, it would be difficult to watch this film if you're looking for the answers straight away. In a, in a way, it's not a linear uh, story, because I think time is not linear, you know. It's not my idea. I didn't invent it, but this is what I believe in. So if you let yourself go and sort of, uh, don't wait for the the answers to be there straight away. I find it that your your mind starts to work on it, and sometimes there's an emotional connection to the film on a deeper level. But of course, I cannot I cannot prescribe it. It's not a prescription to watch this film, but I would suggest it. Right. I well, well, the vast majority of people who watch a film are looking for you know, a plot points and they're looking for resolutions. They're looking for dramatic sort of points in the film that they can hang their hat on. And that, right. that isn't this, yes. that, that, yes. that isn't this film. And mm. you're right. And you're right. As you do that, as you are about the, the film making of the, of how this unfolds, it is becomes a more and more of an emotional experience than, than mm-hmm. it is a sort of a traditional cinematic experience or, or or a plot point as i said li- you said linear experience so you begin to focus more and more of your attention as you're watching it on the nuances of the interactions between the people that you're seeing in that in those scenes looking for clues that might give you kind of the key as to what all of this is about so you you sort of in a, in a way in a cinematic way you're you're giving the audience that opportunity to focus on the nuances, the subtleties, the emotional cues as opposed to story cues in the film. That- yes, right, right. That's exactly right. Because I think it's important sometimes, you know, as an artist in any field, in any creative field, I think it's important to build up this emotional 
dialogue with the audience, and sometimes you're there to remind people of the emotions they're not supposed to forget about. And this is what makes it a human experience. You know, sometimes people would, would watch it and they would think about their own stuff, you know, and sometimes they, they would, some people cry and they, they, they just relate to their own um, emotional state, which I think is, is, is totally fine. And, you know, I, I see it as a positive uh, side, and I, and I, I do believe that the stories are, you know, stories might be to- told in a different way. Really, you know, some stories are very, very uh, concrete and precise, and there's a lot of drama going on there, and it's, it's, it's beautiful and it's fine, and it's the way it is supposed to be. It's just not this story is not that kind of story. Right. That's not the, the structure that I'm persuading here. Right. So. I don't oh. know if it, it makes any sense, but I, yeah. I, I think you understand. <laughs> yeah, I know I do. Yeah. I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Elisa Casanova. I've said that wrong. Casanova, uh, and she is the director as well as the wrote, co-wrote the screenplay. You also star in the film, and that which which leads me to uh, compliment you uh, on the cast that you were able to assemble for this film, which is quite strong. The acting in this film is quite strong. It. It's a key element. You had to have good actors to be able to pull this off. And especially given that, and without giving away too much, the character, the actors may or may not take on other characters. In the, I'll just leave it at, they are, they are, they're asked to do a number of different things in the course of the, of the, of the film that uh, really showcase their, their abilities in the film as well. So um, tell me a little bit about, as your first first uh, feature-length film, you're directing, and now you're in it as well, and the challenges presented in that. And then also assembling this cast. How did you pull the people into into the film project? Oh, yes. So, see, because I sort of invented this whole thing, (laughs) this was all my idea and my project, it was, in a way, uh, easier for me to sort of direct it from the inside and, uh, you know, obviously I could have worked with a, another actress, and it's not because I wanted to be there, you know, me or no one else. It wasn't the thing. The, but the thing was that since we had very little time to do this uh, project, we only had 17 nights to shoot it, mm-hmm. and I felt that it was easier for me to conduct sort of the orchestra from the inside, if it makes any sense, like I would, I would work with actors from the inside. I would, I would uh, suggest the tempo, you know, the rhythm, which I think is really, really important, and I would say even crucial to um, some scenes in, in this uh, film or any any other film, mm-hmm. for that matter. Mm-hmm. And uh, also the the um, the mood. The exchange of the words, it was much, much easier for me to, to feel it from the inside. Although it was extremely hard for me on a physical level. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I would just say to the DP, you know, I cannot go, I cannot go on camera like this. So just, just, just make it, you know, from behind my, my back as, as my point of view, mm-hmm. my, or the point of view of the character, because I cannot appear on, on, on the camera. I'm so tired. So, you know, I had to play with this whole ensemble thing uh, a lot. Uh, 
so that was that was that was why I've decided to do it from the inside. I, I just felt that this story would work better this way for me. Um, and I'm so happy that I'm so lucky to, to work with such an amazing uh, New York actors. You know, I've been really, really uh, inspired by them. I think they did a, an amazing job, really. I couldn't dream of anything better. And um, so I had this a uh, wonderful experience working with um, a casting director in New York. Her name is Stephanie Holbrook. She's a great, great, great professional. And she really sort of, she got into this script uh, right away, and we talked about it, and she said, you know, sometimes it, I just feel like it reminds me of something. I, I feel like I can, uh, I can connect to, 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 to the story. And uh, this is when we started to work, and, and, and she has helped me enormously to find those those beautiful actors. Yeah, it really is a good cast. And, and there is a, you know, I, I, there's just a lot of, um, you know, just, yeah, interesting. Again, this is a film where you have, you set a mood, and the challenge is, is to kind of stay in that in that lane, stay in that frame, uh, and, mm-hmm. and be able to pull it off and make it so that, it is just plausible, just plausible enough for people to to follow along and yet still be surprised, right? It, you can make it so plausible as to kind of drain any of the any of the surprise out of a story. But in this mm-hmm. one, in this one, yeah, it it, it, it watching the different uh, again, you're sort of looking for clues. It keeps. I think that's a lot of the uh, you know for me watching it. I kept thinking, okay, there's going to be something in here that's going <laughs> to tell me more about the other part of the film and uh but then at some point you also have to let go and just let the the film kind of wash over you in a way because, yes yes ahead. is that am i right yeah, it, that, you're totally right and i think in a way sometimes you need to have that patience you know that ability to accept the fact that it the story is not moving fast and i know that for a lot of people it is difficult because people like you know, people like different types of films, but um, I think that the audience today is sort of used to a different approach where things move yeah. much, much more with a, you know, with a certain rapidity to it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, I mean, but in a way, you're, you're telling a story that you want to tell, and uh, obviously not everybody is going to like it. And I don't want to go out there and say, you know, I don't want to go out there as an actor or a director and say, oh, everybody should like me. I know it's not the case. You know, I know some people would like it. Some people would hate it because they think that nothing happens there, you know. Yeah. For a lot of people, this is a story that there, where nothing happens. Right. But but I think people are different and the the idea there is to get connected to the to the audience that is looking for those types of movie, that type of dialogue, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that I mean I know that <laughs> part of the people in the audience would connect to it, but obviously not everybody and that's totally fine with me. Right. We're we're speaking with Alisa Casanova. She is the director of a film that is in release today as we speak here in Los Angeles. It's called Middle Ground. 
it will eventually be rolling out on other platforms, but for now it's available here um, in theaters. So check it out. You can... Uh, I just kind of curious, your, your background is you were a former uh, Bolshoi um, ballerina. Uh, so obviously you, the stage you you learned early in life to be able to go out on a stage and perform. Uh, did you do a lot of theatrical work before you got into film uh, acting? Oh, well, yeah, well, I... I... <laughs> I mean, obviously, I was on stage. The first time I went on stage, I was 10 years old. And I remember that it felt like the best place in the world, you know, almost (laughs) like the safest place in the world. Although, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of adrenaline, obviously, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. when you go on stage, but it also felt right to be there. So I guess uh, this was in me from my early childhood, really, and then I had to change careers. I had an accident uh, at some point, and then I sort of spent four years, you know, trying to figure out what I'm going to do next, suspended in the air, and then I realized that there's nothing more that I want in this life as to be to be an actor, to be on stage, to be on film, and to be this sort of medium, you know, with the people. So... For me, actually, what happened is that I went on film first. I was I was doing maybe three or four films, and then I I decided that it was time to come back on stage. But then I had to learn how to speak, really, because you know dancers don't speak; they just stay quiet all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that was another challenge for me to be able to to speak on stage, and. Uh, since then, I've did, I've done uh, four or five different plays. Uh, three of them are solo plays. Wow! So I've had that sort of experience, nice. but I'm, you know, I, I'm not I'm not really. Well, some people they they sort of say they separate theater work from film work. They say that theater work is more serious and more more honest as opposed to working working on camera which i don't agree with because i think it's just two different types of uh, of connecting to people mm-hmm. through you know in, you're on stage you have this open air energy flowing you're connected in the moment but when you're working on the camera you're connected through the lens and this is your moment there when you are connected to the people and you know that this is the only moment where you can connect because afterwards it would go to the editing. You're not going to be responsible for the result, but you're responsible right there in front of the camera. Right. This is what I, this is how it feels like to me. Right. I'm not saying it's, uh, it's, you know, it's like that for everybody. Right. So, yes, yeah, so I've been doing both stage and film work for for years and then at some point I realized that I want to I want to do more I want to tell stories as a director as well yeah yeah and you know and this there, is what I'm and that's, this and, is what I'm trying to do now and, and, yeah, and, <laughs> more responsibility but more but more possibilities as well well in the film you are uh, you're the catalyst for so much of what happens in the film. The scenes that obviously you're in almost every scene, uh, and 
I think what I liked about your character, you have a you had a wonderful presence in the film, but I also Thank like you. about your your character and, and the interaction with the different in the different scenes and the different people is you, you you're not a victim in the film. Hmm. Yeah, your character doesn't come off as someone who is is uh, hapless, doesn't know why or how. Right. You challenge all of these different things that are happening t- around you. You are cha- you are constantly challenging them, and I think that right. gives uh, gives right. No, thank you for saying that because I think this character uh, she works as some kind of a mirror to everyone else. You know, right. right. She mm. makes uh, people. Um, because she's so reserved and so neutral, people stand out, you know, next to her. They 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 become clearer. Their mm-hmm. words, their mindset, you can you can see it clearly. And I know people like that. I know people like her who would just be there silently, you know, mm-hmm. just observing. It doesn't mean they're not emotional. There's a lot of emotions going on inside, obviously, but... This is just their approach to, to the world. You know, this is how they function in this world. Right. And it was important for me to, to show her not as a victim, but as a presence there. Right. And I think you did that. I think mm. that's uh, one of the strengths of the film is that, what you're talking Thank about. You. That, that, and it's an important part because it would, it would very much change the whole dynamic of the film if you were not that way. Right. Exactly. It would become a different story. It, it would become a story of an open you know, drama or suffering, and this this is just not it. Right. This no, is just it, a different story. <laughs> it, it, it might become a story, and, you know, sort of thinking through, it might become a story of a woman who's having some kind of uh, um, emotional, psychological breakdown. Breakdown, And yeah. And in, this, in the mm-hmm. way it's presented, that's not the case. So mm-hmm. uh, there's mm-hmm. certainly, there's, sort of, there's a lot going on, and I... Well, well, thank you. Thank you so much for the film, and thank you for uh, your time today. Again, Alisa. Uh, uh, thank you. Oh, you're thank well- you. It was a real pleasure to have this dialogue and, you know, exchange those emotions with you. It was really precious to me. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for the film. Thank you for coming on. The film, again, is Middle Ground. The director, co-screenplay writer uh, of the film Middle Ground, and that is Elisa Casanova. And uh, thank you, and I'll look forward to uh, more work. Uh, I hope you come back again and see us when you do. Thank you very much, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.